This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. All you have to do, dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And me. And Mark. All right, so we invite you over onto our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we give to you there. Uh, once again, that's freetalklive.com. You actually get to control the content of the site if you would so choose. You find something online that you think is interesting, submit it as show prep, and then other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what it is you've suggested. So do head on over to freetalklive.com and get interactive there. Like everything else on our website, you'll find that it's totally free. So, uh, coming up here tonight, lots always, uh, as always, on the plate, including a news story about, well, I guess we'll just jump right into this one. It's uh, it's good news. We like the good news because, you know, it just doesn't happen often enough. But when it does and it comes across our plate, I do like to uh, to bring it to you. This is from Reason.com's Jacob Sullum. Last week, a federal jury in Oregon awarded damages to an environmental activist who sued the city of Eugene after a police officer seized his video camera and arrested him for... Wiretapping. Wiretapping. Yeah, exactly. Even though there's no wires involved in that process. Uh, in March, just thinking wires. In March 2009, uh, Josh Sloshberg was distributing leaflets outside of a bank in downtown Eugene when Sergeant Bill Salsby told him to move along. Schlossberg replied that his lawyer had advised him he was not breaking any laws. Salisbury then entered the bank and came back out. When he approached Schlossberg again, Schlossberg took out his camera and announced he was recording the encounter. Perfect. I mean, that's exactly what you should do at that point. Uh, it's it's very it should be clear if you have a video camera out that you could be being recorded, but it never hurts to just let the bureaucrat know that they're being recorded. So I don't see any uh, problem in what this particular activist did. He's handing out flyers on public property, records the cops when they come up to, to talk to him. I think that this is the single most important thing. And, you know, I, I don't understand why police seem to have such a big problem with video. Frankly, clearly they have something to hide. Uh, but I, you know, I would bet you if these guys had, uh, uh, you know, video, I, I think that they should have these little pinhole cameras right in their badges, that they should come right with the badge. They're small enough these days. It wouldn't be any weight at all. To, to stick it right in there and that, uh, you know, run that thing the whole time. People make accusations against the police all the time. And I'll bet you more than 90% of the time, the police would be exonerated from these accusations. There's no proof. If they had, if they had the video. I mean, you know, that they could show they would have their side of the story out there. Well, I think they do have their side of the story out there because, I mean, they do have the dash cam and I do believe they're mic'd personally, at least in most jurisdictions that I know in, I don't think so. in New I don't Hampshire. Think so. I don't think I, so. I, okay. Well, we can agree to disagree, right? Okay. I can continue. I, I don't think they do that around here, at least. Well, I, I know in Dublin, when I got pulled over, I was advised that I was being audio and video recorded hmm. and that he had a body mic. So that was that was my personal experience, pulled over for speeding imagine that but then when i was pulled over with you last week it was last week right that's right a couple um, weeks ago a couple yeah. weeks ago and we had uh we had a state trooper come up to my side of the car i was driving have an expired inspection on my car and ian informed the guy that that he was recording and the guy just instantly said you're you're going to be arrested if you don't shut off the audio portion and, yeah that's what he said and I'll tell so i leaned you, in closer 
Yeah, and, and, and Ian didn't stop recording. Because you know, as I was pulling over, I was obviously, you know, when you're pulled over by the cops, you're nervous. You're whatever. Sure. What's going to happen? Am I going to get hauled out of my car and arrested today? This was not what I had planned when I woke up this morning. But Ian, Ian said, do you want me to record? And I said, yes, absolutely. Because if anybody knows how to record... Ian's it would be, it would be us, yes. Ian would be the one to do it. So the, the guy, and plus he has the press credentials, which for some reason means something to the bureaucrats out there. Well, uh, he didn't know I had a press credential. Doesn't matter. I had time. press credentials. It that will matter. Day too. It will matter at the court case. Well, it, it certainly will. So it to get to ultimately get to your point, Mark, why don't they want people to record? Well, because he, if I petition the state for a copy of his dash cam or his pinhole badge yep. camera, they can easily say, "Oh, oops, oops." Recorded over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oops, forgot it. Oops, didn't didn't. I was lying when I said I was taking tape and audio. You know, but a, when a friend of mine, uh, they, you know, they he had petitioned for this video uh, from you know a stop, and they said that they didn't have it. And mm. a friend of his happened to work at the police department and slipped it out to him. <gasps> So he confirmed it was a lie. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, and he really got him. Uh, but you know what? What what happened to them? Nothing. Well, I they, do. they came and harassed him at his house until um, they finally got him on some charges. I wow. do plan on u- using Ian's footage in the tape because at the very end he said to me, "So is this car safe to be on the road?" Well, really? Is that all it takes? You mean I don't have to change the stupid sticker on the on the on my windshield? Well, sure, you do. Uh, They're going to take you to court if you don't. All you need is is my word that it's okay to let me go on my merry way. You, you know, it didn't make any sense to me. Well, right. If inspection really was about danger, then he would have said, t- told you, whoa, whoa, this is cars not inspected, little lady. I'm afraid we're going to have to take you off the road today. It's for your own good. <laughs> right. I mean, no, that's what it was really about. Right. Instead, he yeah. lets her go because it's all about money and obedience. It's all about getting in the, I don't even, what do they charge for this inspection thing? It's about 60 bucks. bucks. Well, it's 40 bucks for the inspection, and if you fail it, you have to pay for it again unless you have the work done uh-huh. there or whatever. So it's 40 bucks for the inspection plus any work that you do for this little sticker and the piece of paper they give you. But it's a $62 ticket if you're pulled over without an inspection. Got it. See, I've never had one of these. Ins- I mean, I've never, I've had my car inspected, but I've never had to have it inspected mm. because I don't have a you know New Hampshire plate. Whatever, so. Right, I understand. In other states, they just do emissions like every five years. No, but not here even it's that. A, in Florida, in like, Florida, you'd think that the roads would be littered with junk cars. Right. But I see more cars with their with their <laughs> lights uh, with one light out driving along in New Hampshire than I do ever did in Florida. It has mostly to do with cold weather. But you know, I mean, I I saw no, I see no more cars broken down on the road in Florida than I see in New Hampshire. I mean, you see well, it, but not that often. I guess it should be clarified the inspections deal or the inspections law is a basically a two-sided thing because on one side you've got the government and what they benefit from it they get money out of it uh and then on the other side of it they also of course they get obedience but on the other side of it the car repair shops really benefit from it because it keeps people flowing through their doors on a yearly basis and guarantees them business because there's certain things that they can say to someone oh well your car doesn't pass uh inspection i'm afraid we can't let you leave with it until you fix the problems terribly sorry yeah so then you're basically at their mercy as far as, you know, what the problems are. You have to believe them on what the problems are, and then you get to pay. I guess in theory you could have the car towed to another, uh, you know, another lot. I don't, I don't have any, any issues. I've never had any issues with a failing car leaving the lot. Is that right? I, here. I've never had. I mean, it's so sitting they, out in your driveway they, right now. They can't just tell the inspector <laughs> yeah. or whatever can't just say, yeah, you can't leave. 
because it's illegal to drive that. I've I've heard of that happening, and I've actually heard of that happening with um, some chain muffler and brake shops, but mm. I've never heard of it um, with a state inspection. I wouldn't imagine they're they're liable if they don't, but. Uh, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know how that works, but they they've always I, I mean, I don't routinely fail inspection, but I have on a few occasions in my my life of driving and I've never had to leave a car at, at the place until it was fixed. I would think that would be like coercion and bribery. Things can yeah. fail uh, inspections without being dangerous. Right. Yeah. There's there's a myriad of things that can fail inspection. Exhaust. Yeah. Exhaust system. So all I'm doing is polluting. OK, great. I guess. I should just go spend 600 bucks and fix my hybrid exhaust. You know? And for some people, spending that kind of money is not something that they can do. In fact, I don't think most people are, are just where they can just drop hundreds of dollars on a moment's notice. Well, the funny uh, thing is, is that, you know, you can pollute up to the point of your inspection, but then you yeah. can't pollute any point further. I mean, that's the, the bizarre part about it. I mean, you know, and what you'll find is, is that uh, people will often wait to get certain work done because they have to pay for their inspection anyway. So, right. you know, they'll if, if you have to get some off. work done 45 days out, you'll wait to do it. So it can make the road. It can actually make things less safe, not more. All right. So we got really distracted from the original point and we'll get back to it here, which is that a jury heard a case about a videographer. We'll talk more about what the jury decided. 855-453, because we've got our own videographer jury case happening here, as a yeah. matter of fact, with Jason Talley from Talley.tv. If you want to see the video Nemi was talking about, it's over at freekeen.com. It's called Don't Stop Recording, Cameraman Threatened with Arrest. Uh, it's fairly entertaining. <laughs> more coming up here, 855-453. Just I a look, look on the guy's face is uh, pretty classic. It's Free Talk Live. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. If they threaten you in your home, you can try to escape their tentacles by packing the car, leaving your house and much you've worked for, and hope to cross their borders. But if you lived on a boat, you weigh anchor and sail away. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything that you want. 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features you'll find there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com, including our mobile site. For those of you with a smartphone and more and more people are getting those, you can go to m.freetalklive.com for quick access to our live streams and the podcast M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. If you've ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive, you need to know about Jurisdictionary. Jurisdictionary is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. You need to be able to know how to make motions, uh, schedule hearings, causes of act, get causes of actions, uh, make courtroom objections. Jurisdictionary will teach you all of those things, everything you need to know. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. Costs less than an hour with any good attorney in the four CD courses so easy the average eighth grader could learn it in a weekend. 
They've got all kinds of free tools over there at Jurisdictionary.com. Go check them out there. Weekly tips and tactics newsletters, uh, free legal dictionary, free videos. When you buy the course, uh, remember to use the pull-down menu when you check out. Let them know that you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. All right. Once again, our toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. We'll tell you more coming up about the federal jury that basically ruled in favor of press freedom when it comes to recording the cops. We'll give you more uh, detail about that. But first, Conrad is on the line listening in Fargo, North Dakota. Conrad, you're on Free Talk yes. Live with Ian. Hello, Amy. and welcome to the Ron Paul Radio Moment. How are you guys out there in Radio Land? <laughs> What's on your mind tonight, Conrad? I wanted to let everybody know that Ron Paul is, in fact, in first place in Maine. Yes, it's right true. On. The Maine caucuses have already begun, and Ron Paul is surging ahead in victory. How, how did you determine this? Where how is did you find that information out? <clears throat> I don't know. I'm making it up. Okay, okay good. Again, That's but, too bad. It sounded but, pretty uh, good. Good to get the idea out there that Ron Paul is winning. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ron Paul will probably do better in Maine than he did in Florida. I think we can probably go out on that limb. Uh, tonight, Conrad. Yeah, you know. Anything else you want but, to share? Uh, it, you know, if you just keep the positive message going out there, there's no <laughs> way you can lose. Just lying to people. You just, just got to, you know, keep it and keep it going. I uh, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. I think that it's important to be uh, realistic, and that way people don't get too burnt out, too butt hurt. But I like the when, call when he doesn't pan out. Conrad, thanks for the call tonight, man. Appreciate it. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. So, as we were telling you in the last segment, the beginning of the show, Josh Schlossberg was set up out front of a bank in downtown Eugene, Oregon, back in two thousand nine. He was handing out some flyers, and a cop decided to give him a hard time, and the officer threatened him when the activist took out a video camera and announced that he was recording the encounter. Salsby, that's the officer, told Sloshberg he needed a permit to set up a table in front of the bank and accused him of blocking pedestrian traffic. And it is generally a bad idea to set up tables in public walkways and such if yeah. you're in a flyer. It's just, it just makes more sense to do it in person, meaning like stand there and hand things to people. I get it. You may have 20 flyers that you want to... You've got the most important message in the world, and you've got 20 different flyers. You need one of those uh, trench coats where you can just open <laughs> it up and you get flyers everywhere. <laughs> so, you know, I understand the, the, the kind of person who has a table set up probably has more than one flyer. In which case, I think that that's going about it the wrong way. Personally, from my experience at, you know, doing flyering and such, keep it simple. Have one flyer that is specifically tailored to the audience, or as tailored as possible, to the audience that you are looking to reach, and then hand it out in person so you can be as mobile as possible and not tied down to a card table or whatever. Yeah, it's going to look like you're setting up, you're um, like practically vending at that point, you know? It's one of, the, one of the reasons why the cops will have the excuse to harass you. Not to say they won't harass you anyway. Had he been on his feet without a table, the cop probably would have harassed him too but all that aside so he asked the cop or the cop asks the uh, activist are you taping me as the two men argued over whether Schlossberg had notified him he was shooting video the sergeant pointed at the camera and said give me that that's evidence Schlossberg's lawyer they love that I'm going to take your camera and because I've called it evidence um, you know it's okay Right, and then it's they not can stealing. Then, then they can hold on to it for pretty much as long as they want. Yeah, by the time you get it back, it will be as useful as Super Eight. <laughs> You're not really exaggerating there. Sloshberg's lawyer said the sergeant then charged the activist, roughly grabbing for his camera and wrenched his arm behind his back. Schlossberg was thrown to the ground, where his head struck the pavement and felt the sergeant's knee on his neck. All this because he was recording this guy. Yeah. 
Salsby uh, seized Schlossberg's camera and arrested him. He was jailed for five hours on charges of resisting arrest and intercepting (laughs) communications. Resisting arrest. Intercepting communications? Intercepting communications. Prosecutors later dismissed the charges. Hmm. Well, then how did it get to a jury? Simon, as it says here, as Simon Glick did after he was arrested for recording an arrest in Boston, Schlossberg complained to the police department, which said Salisbury had not done anything unconstitutional or contrary to the policy. We've done nothing wrong policy. here. Get out of here, citizen. Right. You're fogging up our window. You deserve to have a knee on your neck. <laughs> like Glick, Schlossberg filed a federal you resi- lawsuit. You, you caused resistance between that man's knee and the sidewalk. Okay, so he filed the lawsuit uh, against yeah. the department to vindicate his constitutional rights when the police department was unresponsive. In a pretrial hearing, Magistrate Judge Thomas Coffin ruled that Salisbury had violated the Fourth Amendment by examining the contents of Schlossberg's camera without a warrant. As a result of last week's verdict, in which an eight-person jury concluded that Salisbury arrested Schlossberg without probable cause and used excessive force. Wow, where did they get this jury? These guys are incredible. The city is supposed to pay Schlossberg $4,083 for injuries, $1,500 for pain and suffering, and $200,000 for legal fees. So the lawyer gets $200,000, and Mr. Schlossberg gets about $5,500. For for his hassle. I'm glad, Uh but um, it just goes to show. Regarding the verdict's broader significance, Reagan tells the or Regan rather, this is the attorney, tells the Oregonian, quote, across the country right now, legal scholars and lawyers are just eating it up because it's actually a solid statement of the right to privacy in the age of technology. Yeah, but it's, it came from a jury, so they're not going to you know give it as much credence as they would if it came from a judge. The outcome also reaffirm or reaffirms a judge's panel, I should say, that photography is not a crime. In both Glick and Schlossberg cases, courts found that trumped-up wiretapping charges against people recording public events are not are unconstitutional eugene police chief pete kern says the department has changed its policy in light of the court ruling since 2009 and now discourages such arrests so a little bit of good news for you there so in addition to the glick decision which was a circuit court of appeals if i'm not mistaken is that right yes that yeah. uh, that made that decision about uh, that you have the right to record as i understand it you have the right to record government bureaucrats in their course of their public duties in public places the- the other nice thing about this, though, is that, um, you know, it's it's more case law, meaning that when a, the next bureaucrat steps out of line and they will on this issue, that the the settlement is going to be larger from the next jury. I mean, you've heard, I it, hope you've so. heard it here, folks. Get your cameras, record your government officials and cash win in the lottery. <laughs> well, <same. laughs> But it's nice to be able to find an attorney who's willing to take the case, uh, because that's a, that's an important factor. Sure. Going this alone, I don't know how effective you'll be unless you really know your stuff. Of course, well, there's always jurisdictionary.com. You know, you start out. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to tell you it's going to. Uh, but turn it usually you into a legal scholar. But it, it usually costs money to file one of these cases. You don't just get to walk yep. into court and file something for free, typically. But at uh, the very least, at that point, they have to bargain with you. I did file a case, and they bargained with me. And I mean, is all I did was just file. I mean, I hadn't done anything else. Toll free number is eight five five four fifty free. You mean they settled with you? They, you know, I, I got something out of it. The There's deal. more coming up here. Eight five five four fifty free. You can tell your story or a comment or bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features you'll find there. The bulletin board system is one of them. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com and you can uh, interact with other listeners there. It's our forum. Plus, you, uh, we post show notes, uh, show notes, so the stuff that we use on the air gets posted there as well. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com and get interactive. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries everything you're going to need. Knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. The prices over there at ManVentureOutpost.com are uh, just the lowest you're likely to find. I mean, I, I haven't looked at every place on the Internet, but some uh, good friends of mine who are familiar with this kind of stuff were stunned at the, the pricing at ManVentureOutpost.com. You can get an additional 5% off the already low prices at ManVentureOutpost.com with coupon code FTL. That's coupon code FTL at manventureoutpost.com. All right, so we've been talking about recording the police. There's good news. In fact, I would say pretty great news that a jury, they finally found a jury that's not totally obedient to the state and actually seems to give a damn about uh, freedom of the press because they have ruled in favor of an activist out in Eugene, Oregon, who was recording the police when they were harassing him about handing out some flyers in front of a bank and... This cop attacked this man. I mean, they they threw cru- him to the ground. Threw him to the ground. They crushed his neck under his under the, his leg. Yeah, he resisted arrest with his neck and stuff. Yeah, and so the jury actually awarded uh, the the defendant, or excuse me, not the defendant, the plaintiff, because the cops dropped the charges uh, on this guy, and then he went after them with a lawyer and won the case. As amazing as it may seem. It's great news because it ties right in with the Glick decision. And so you've got two recent court decisions that make it pretty clear. Hey, cops, you can't do this stuff. Of course, as you point out, Mark, they will continue to do it. They'll continue to do it. I mean, because there's no liability for the police uh, to to do this. This individual officer be... is not going to have to pay the five thousand, or excuse me, the two hundred and five thousand, two hundred thousand going to the lawyers, about five thousand going to the victim in this case. The officer is not going to have to pay any of that money. Now, okay. there may be a memo that goes out in this particular department, sure, but that won't affect any other police department, and it won't necessarily affect the officers in this department, although they're more likely to be affected it, than others. It may even come. From higher up, we saw with the open carry issues in New Hampshire, the attorney general sent memos out to every police department in the state saying this open carry is not illegal. You will not harass people for exercising their constitutional right. I would think it would be appropriate for someone in the attorney general position to do something similar, even on a federal level. I don't know how effective it would be. I agree with you, but I think that's the next reasonable step here. Well, I know that Carlos Miller uh, from Photography is Not a Crime, his great blog online, has uh, tested this memo policy down in Miami where they supposedly issued a memo to all of the different uh, the, uh, the Miami Transit Authority cops, basically. They have kind of well, hired they, guards. security? Yeah, yeah they're okay. like hired security, pr- sort of private security working at government stations, basically, as I understand it. Mm-hmm. And then actually a demo and Pete went down there from LibertyOnTour.com and CopLock.org, and a demo was out, I guess, palling around with uh, Carlos Miller, and they went to try to test the security at this at one of the MTA stations or the transit, transit stations. They went down there and it, were immediately harassed by the agents, 
even though they confirmed that a copy of this memo was behind the desk, like it had been taped up or something <laughs> behind the desk. So I mean, it's pretty clear that these guys were allegedly informed about this new policy of, hey, you can't mess with camera people in public. But they did anyway, and even, you know, getting up in their faces and, like, pushing the cameras and just the whole the whole bit. So at what point does it become punitive damages against the individuals for just disregarding entirely? Well, I guess they probably would have to make, a, make an arrest. I mean, you're not going to get any damages just because a cop's trying to intimidate you. Is that the, the answer to your question you're I, looking I for? Think th- I think so. I, what I'm looking for is if, if they're not going to follow instructions... I mean, you've got to hit them where it counts. Are police personally liable when they screw up? Never. Almost never. Because they have, what do they call it, sovereign immunity or well, something like sovereign, that? it's not sovereign. It's like limited immunity or something like that. Yeah. It's very rare that you'll find a police officer held personally liable for his own actions. Very it's pretty rare. rare. It has happened. I think that's if... Gosh, like usually just... if they rape somebody, they typically get find, found liable in well, a case like the that. The Rodney King situation, uh, they got found uh, you know, guilty of violating his constitutional rights or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, you know, I mean, these things happen, but I frankly, I think they should always be liable for their actions. If they cause damage to somebody, hey, I look, agree. if the I department wants to step in and pay for it, that's fine. But the fact is that cop should be liable that i mean when i'm doing my job i'm liable for my work damn right right and when i take my dog for a walk if my dog attacks a little kid you're liable i'm liable for it right whereas everyone else and i need to put my dog down 1-855-450-3733 but it doesn't matter to a lot of departments what happens in other places they don't care hasn't happened to them yet so we'll just keep harassing uh people with video cameras in fact when Derek j was on last night he was talking about how this recently happened in his car. I mean, within the last month here in New Hampshire, nice. it has happened three times, actually, There's uh, that, I can, that I'm aware of. There was the one at the TSA uh, where we had Kelly Voluntarius went. She took off her clothes at the TSA, and uh, a demo was threatened by a police officer there. We then surrounded that officer with video cameras, and he backed away. Mm-hmm. In the case of you and I, uh, mm-hmm. I refused to stop recording, and that officer backed away. And then also in the case of uh, Derek J. and Luther – same situation pulled over on the roads of new hampshire threatened again with arrest and backed away once the camera continued recorded so at least we're seeing them back away oh and in other activist news out of uh the the beautiful shire here uh, where in where we reside uh there's news out of the cheshire superior court now we're here in cheshire county that's where we do the show and there's been a recent crackdown on video cameras in in the court but all of a sudden, and, and for like the last eight months, no cameras have been allowed. You can't even get a cell phone in past right. security. Right. It's been crazy. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're taking cell phones from everybody. everyone, not when just I activists. Go, when I go see these uh, these events, I dress appropriately. They'll and take your phone. They'll, absolutely, yeah. I don't go in with other activists. Um, you know, I'm, I have no intention of being, uh, you know, besmirched. But um, all of a sudden, no. yesterday, and I didn't go to this because I've been banned from the courthouse, and I'm not quite ready to challenge that. Now that they banned you from the courthouse, they're letting cameras in. That's awesome. They are letting cameras back in. I couldn't believe it. I saw Brad uh, Brad Jardis, former uh, police officer post a picture to his Facebook profile taken from a camera within the courthouse. And I was like, how the, how did you get that in there? Well, apparently they weren't taking cameras from anybody, although they were still giving the uh, – there was a camera crew there that was there to record Jason Talley's hearing. This was this is the trial for which Jason was arrested in the lobby of this very courthouse for having a video camera. Yeah. Right. In which they are now allowing video cameras again. So for a period of time, cameras were allowed. Then they stopped allowing them. 
My goodness. During that period of time in which they stopped allowing them, Jason Talley was arrested and dragged around by the, oh, the bailiffs for having oh. a video camera. Right. Now they're allowing cameras back in, and they're by still dragged. prosecuting him. By See, dragged, you've got to, you, I mean, be in, abundantly clear. Literally yeah, dragged. They, they, you know, something like tortured this guy. Yeah, by the wrists in handcuffs across yeah. the floor. It was it was terrible to see. So if this was done to an American in a foreign country, it would be called torture. So it's good news that uh, that that happened. I guess that hopefully it will continue to be like that. But I don't know if there's been some sort of a rule change or if it's just another arbitrary decision by a person in a robe. Because as I understand it, there's a new person in a robe there. It's a, a, a lady in a robe now. Uh, at this particular courthouse, but it's another temporary judge, so they still haven't like named the actual judge, etc. So it's good news in that they are allowing cameras back in. So there yeah, go. that's wonderful that. news because they were they were absolutely terrible. I'd be interrested in knowing how Tebow conducted himself today. Well, it was yesterday, and uh, apparently right. they were harassing the film crew from the local college. There's a, a film crew that is, is basically had younger people to harass, which is <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, spread when... the harassment yeah. around, so you get all bad press. <laughs> well, from you got to show the press how it is at uh, Cheshire County Courthouse, and so basically what was happening from the description of it, like I said, I wasn't there to witness it, uh, was that the camera crew from this film class basically was there. They were doing like a professional $15,000 documentary. Like they've gotten a grant from the college essentially Mm -hmm. to do a documentary about the Free State Project. And uh, so they were harassed by the court court officers. They were told to stop recording and they would like put the camera down for a, a few, like, you know, a few seconds and then bring it back up and keep recording. So they were never actually arrested. They just kept being harassed by the security about it. More coming up 855 450 free. You take control. Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. I'll give you the features there, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com, and you'll find links to Amazon there. Different Amazons for different countries. You click into the right one for you, and Free Talk Live gets a portion of your purchase. So whatever it is you're looking to buy, maybe it's some kind of recording equipment. Maybe you're excited about uh, these recent court decisions. Maybe you're you're buoyed by the 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 jury's decision that uh, the police should be able to be recorded by individuals with cameras. Maybe you are excited about the Glick decision. And you feel like now you can now you've got what you need now you've got the information you need you've seen other people do it it's time for you to get a video camera and have it on you or maybe even just an audio recording device uh something to that you can have with you i think it's incredibly valuable to have something with you whether it's your phone or yep. something else uh that you can use in the event that you need to record something you need it uh you know judge napolitano there called it uh, called the camera the new gun the new yeah, gun absolutely yeah because it's uh it's very damaging to the go- the government bureaucrats legitimacy 
And the way they behave is damaging. And having a camera around can show people what these guys are really like. It can smash through any kind of delusions that people have about, oh, they're here to keep you safe. Well, no, they're here to put you in a cage. And they're trying to find as many different ways as they possibly can to do it. It looks like possessing a camera, however, is no longer a legitimate reason to put someone in a cage. There are still court battles being fought over this. There's still situations, I think, pending in uh, Illinois and Massachusetts, which are two of the worst states for recording uh, government bureaucrats. So we'll so- certainly continue to, to bring you more information about this. And they haven't that- dropped the charges against our very own uh, Jason Talley from FR33Agents.com. So he's still facing a couple years in, in jail as a result of recording I think a video. lot of cops are trying to keep you safe. I just think that they get messed up when they're in those situations um you know i mean people tend to be kind of fidgety around cameras anyway and then you have the power to arrest someone and you believe that you're in the the righteous position well, well this well, is you're not trying to help the, someone the boss said uh that the, this is wiretapping don't pass that off as trying to help somebody in any way shape or form i got you. there are there are cops who are professionals and who don't, you know, the camera doesn't bother them. And then there are hot-headed cops who believe they own everybody and can control everybody and are going to do their damnedest to try to exert that belief on others. So if you're ready to, to arm up with a camera, go to, Am- go to Amazon through our shopping link at shop.freetalklive.com. You'll be able to find a great deal. You can even buy used stuff. And Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com. Now, coming up in just under a few weeks from today, actually, just over a few weeks from today, February 23rd through the 26th, the Free State Project's Liberty Forum is happening. It's going to be a big deal, first of all, because it's the first Liberty Forum in two years. They skipped it last year due to some organizer issues. They tried to bring someone new on. It didn't work out. So they brought the the, uh, the best organizer back, uh, Chris Lawless, and he's back at it, and it's going to be a kick butt event like lots of great speakers uh, will be coming out to this but most importantly you'll be able to meet some of the people that you've heard about you know people like Derek J for instance who have come up here and they've gotten active and they have made a splash and people you know have noticed i mean it's hard hard not to notice what Derek J has done and so the activists that you know and the activists you don't know are going to be there people that are considering a move to new hampshire they're coming up they're going to get you know get this it's a great opportunity to experience what new hampshire is like although this year's a little unusual thus far can't can't speak for how it's going to be very in, mild right i can't speak for how it's going to be in 3 weeks because this is new england and <laughs> right. the weather tends tends to change every 5 minutes uh, or so they say. That's what they say. I don't I haven't really experienced that. When it rains here, it rains for, for yeah, it's, three it's, days. It's a bit of an exaggeration, but yeah. weather can radically change over a week's time. Indeed, that much is true. It could, you can have a sunny day in the morning, and then by the evening, it's it's snowstorm. It was Blizzard. in the high fifties today. It's crazy. No, it wasn't high fifties. It was close to fifty. It, it high forties. High forties. High fifties. As far as I'm concerned, that's spring. Where it's I was. Incredible. Anyway, the thermometer I was so, looking at was was over fifty. So, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, and I was out. I had a great time in the car. Got all sorts of mud and done. It was great. <laughs> Good times. In the Prius? Uh, yeah, that's okay. right. You should go for a ride with me sometime. You, should, you would like that, wouldn't okay. you? Okay. I don't even know what to think about that. You've never been mudding before? In a Prius? Come on. Uh, you uh, have been mudding before. Never have been. Yes, I have. Okay. I've I never have. been mudding my, before. My rides in the Prius are legendary. So, Liberty Forum, uh, it's coming up. You're going to be able to meet great folks. Nemi, I believe you're going to be attending. I am Liberty going Forum. to Liberty Forum. So, lots of interesting people will be there. And, of course, big name people, too. I mentioned Carlos Miller earlier from Photography is Not a Crime. Guess what? He's going to be there, even though, as uh, Carla from the Free State Project pointed out, he's not necessarily a principled liberty guy. He's just a principled free speech, free... Uh, 
you know, open photography, open uh, free press kind of guy. So he's going to be coming at it. And, you know, we can work together with people who agree with us on certain issues. Right? Fine you by that. Yeah. You, don't have, you don't have to agree with me on 100 percent for me to help you. And uh, so Carlos Miller's coming to town. He's going to be speaking at the Free State Project Liberty Forum. Many others, including Jody Emery from Cannabis Culture, uh, John Bush from uh, Texans for Accountable Government. Uh, we've got all kinds of folks going to be there. Michael Cloud from the Center for Small Government, Michael Bolden from the Tenth Amendment Center, and so many more. Uh, of, of course, Peter Schiff and Joel Salatin will be the keynote speakers. Get the details on all the speeches, get the schedule, get the hotel details, and get signed up while you still can. Because it's going to come down to the wire, and then before you know it, the prices are going to go up. Because you, you know, if you go and show up on the day of, you're going to pay more. So get your tickets now and save 10% by using our discount code FTL2012. That's code FTL2012 over at freestateproject.org/libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org/libertyforum. So it's going to be a great time and great opportunity to actually maybe get a little activism done at the same time. On Thursday at the Liberty Forum, you can go on a state house tour. You can go on, a, I believe, a gun shoot is something else they're going to be doing. So uh, those are important Free staters things. do like to shoot. Yep. And then uh, who knows? I mean, we're actually word is there may be a TSA event planned. There oh may boy. be a, a four. Excuse me. There may be a 420 event uh, planned. So there may be chances to do uh, fun outreach, like you know, take off your clothes at the TSA checkpoint, or uh, oh boy, that's what's happening to it's happening tomorrow in Manchester. This time it's going to be cancel a, your plans, Mark. You're giving yeah. me that look, Demi. I, I don't even know what it means. <laughs> it was a great, you know, it was a great outreach around the airport. My tidy whities yeah, is that what you're yeah, looking for? Sure do, sure the do. I am not the only one. Seeing. Yes, it would. <laughs> a lot of people thought that it was an excellent outreach, and uh, it's going to be even bigger There's tomorrow. Nothing funnier than a, pair, a man in a pair of briefs and it, socks. There can you imagine how cool it would be if uh, you know multiple people showed up at the TSA checkpoint and dressed down? Don't get any ideas, Ian. <laughs> I wasn't looking at you. I didn't think that would be up your alley. <laughs> it's not up my alley. one 855 So plenty of video of the people disobeying the police. It's all been posted over the last couple of weeks over at freekeen.com. And so you can see what it's like. Uh, and try it, man. Try it for yourself. See what happens. Of course, you may get arrested and thrown in jail. There's always that possibility. Way to sell it, Ian. And, and it, helps. it helps if you're going to do these things to be in New Hampshire where you can be around other like-minded, liberty-oriented activists. I mean, when we were in the car together we were together it's easier when you have someone else there Absolutely. as opposed to being all by yourself do you know how relieved i was that it was you in the in the passenger seat and when Aww. you said to me it's like i was just like oh Absolutely. Ian Freeman taping my traffic stop. You better believe it. <laughs> I couldn't do it myself because I'd be rummaging for right. the camera and the and the and trying to talk to him and trying not to get arrested or yeah. dragged out of the window by my hair because the door was locked. You know, it's just unsettling. So, and so I was people, glad you were there. Some people would say I was talking with Pete Ayer from uh, coplock.org yesterday about this. Uh, some people would say, you know, why would I want to move to New Hampshire? You guys have a police state there. There's all kinds of terrible things going on. And the the response is, it's because we're doing things. Yeah, it's the stuff is happening. Uh, you know, the, the 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 same things happening in your state. There, the cops are still willing to do that stuff. It's just these these folks are standing right. up to them. Yeah, we're, but- we're standing up to them. We're recording it as it happens, and we're publishing it for the world to see. You get to see. If you're not here, you get to watch and listen to what it's like when people actually start to stand up for themselves, when people start to stand up for their so-called right to free press and watch as it's taken away from them or, or you know, beaten out of them or, or whatever. 
luckily we haven't had beatings up here yet, although Derek J was pepper sprayed uh, a few months back for not getting in a police car fast enough. So we, we get to show you all of this stuff. I have a feeling that if you tried the same stuff that we try, that we do up here, if you tried that where you live, if you're like Arizona or Florida or something like that, they took the some, consequences uh, may be more serious. We there. had some uh, caller call in and talk about being, you know, arrested in California for holding us for having a sign. There's that, and then there's Julian Heichlin and Mark Hertz. I think Hertzlinger who was arrested in Orlando for yeah. handing out flyers out in front of a courthouse, sentenced, sentenced, six, six, six months. Not not drop, drop charges as we've seen happen around here, but sentenced to six months in jail. They haven't have they got anybody for flyering around here? No, never. No. We've we've been no. doing fully informed jury outreach for years. In for years here. It's never been an issue. Cops came out and talked to us once. The first time we were there, they talked to us and said, hey, what are you doing? We told them. They went away. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. So when you stand up for yourself, you stand up for liberty, you better expect that there's going to be problems. We're just showing you what it's like, and we've got better chance here because we've got the activists. Hour two's next. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done. Get a great deal. And a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. The number, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com here tonight. It's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. You, by the way, can submit different things to the website over at freetalklive.com. When you look, when you go there, you'll see different items on the front page with numbers next to them. You can vote to increase or decrease that number, and the most voted up of those items will make it to the front page of the website. So the idea is you submit stuff to the site, people vote on it, and then we see where it ends up. Over at freetalklive.com, if it's at the top and the front, we're more likely to see it and possibly talk about it on the air. Of course, if you want to get something on the air, for sure, the best way is to call in 855 855- Four fifty free. As uh, we continue, there's news out of California, and well, it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, but it's an update on a story that we've been talking about for hmm, quite a while now. The uh, California budget crisis. They, I know it doesn't sound too interesting, right? Like, oh, budgets, geez, that's boring. Well, in this case, I find it interesting because normally I find money stuff eh, not that not that interesting. Yeah. But in this case, it's very interesting because they are in a real bad way. Like, this is serious. $3.3 billion is what they need to find real fast, according to... That's about what the IPO for uh, for Facebook's going to be, so they can just tax the crap out of them. SACB.com, the Sacramento Bee, is reporting here that if the state doesn't find $3.3 billion by early March... 
they're going to run out of cash. That's easy. I, I have that in my top drawer. <laughs> Through payment delays and borrowing, uh, this is how they may be able to find it. According to a letter State Controller John Shang sent to lawmakers today, the announcement is surprising. This was a couple days ago. The announcement is surprising since lawmakers yesterday. The law, since lawmakers previously believed the state had enough cash to last through the fiscal year that ends in June. We thought I, I, I was going to go home and, and not run again. <laughs> Chang said additional cash management solutions are needed because state tax revenues are $2.6 billion less than what Governor, Governor Jerry Brown and state lawmakers assumed in their optimistic budget last year. Oh, shoot. Hmm. Ah, just missing $2.6 billion. No big Darn deal. It. Meanwhile, Chang said the state is spending $2.6 billion more than state leaders planned on. The Assembly Budget Committee Some leaders these guys are. approved a bill that would enable $865 million of borrowing from existing state accounts. According to uh, Chang, after consultation with the treasurer or whatever, Bill Lockyer is also see- seeking about $2.4 billion in delayed payments to universities, counties, and Medi-Cal, as well as additional borrowing from outside investors. And what fool, what crazed fool would invest in the state of California? <laughs> Well, they're probably going to get bailed out. I mean, you know. They're too big to fail. Ultimately, they are too big to fail. California is right. uh, like the seventh largest economy in the world if it was a country. Yeah, ultimately, that's probably what you're going to see happen because state governments can't print their own money. So, therefore, they actually do have to deal with these budgetary matters. Federal government, it doesn't matter. Just keep raising the debt ceiling, keep uh, you know printing out cash. And I'd like to point out that California has a constitutional amendment that it has to balance its budget or something like that. Okay. I mean, I, th- th- that just shows how messed up this is. I think it was a con- maybe it's a constitutional amendment that it has to pass through two-thirds of the uh, legislature. I, I can't remember exactly. Well, I don't know, Mark, but we know they don't really care what their constitutions say. I, I looked right? at it and I said to myself, how in the world could they go – I mean, you know, this, 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 this seems like a, a, you know, a pretty firm constitutional measure. So this is what we've seen going on in not just California but also Illinois. These are two of the worst places in the country as far as their budgetary situations are concerned. Uh, we've seen them delaying payments to people. We've seen people that are supposed to receive income tax refunds being told, well, sorry, you have to wait. We'll get it to you when we can get it to you. And now they're saying the same thing to uh, the universities, counties, and uh, Medi-Cal, these different programs that are expecting payments from well, the state of California. I, what's that going to be? I mean, I don't know what uh, Medi-Cal is exactly, but it sounds like some kind of uh, poor person uh, medi- medical program. That'd be my guess. Uh-oh. I mean, <laughs> that's yep. that's not a good position to be in. This is what happens when you let uh, the criminal gang take care of your health care. When you healthcare. trust the state to care for you, this is what happens. Absent these actions, the state would fall below its prudent $2.5 billion cash cushion on February 29th, according to Shang. On March 8th, the state would actually end up excuse me, $730 million in the red. The state would be below the safe cash cushion for several weeks, ending April 13th save for several days at the end of March. With such actions, he believes the state would not have to use IOUs or delay tax refunds, maneuvers that have been relied upon in previous years. But Chang also said that more cash solutions may be required if our revenues continue to erode or disbursements significantly exceed estimates. So how did Illinois deal with this? As you may recall, they raised income taxes by something like 60 or 66 percent. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a good chunk. Yeah, and they still are behind the ball. Still. This is... This is what happens when you don't address the the root problem. They don't have a revenue problem. They have a spending problem. A spending problem. Yeah. 
and they get more money. They're still it's like lottery money. You'll find that most people who win the lottery. This is what I've heard. I don't know that uh, you know. I haven't looked it up. I'd I'd love somebody to uh, to research it and send me something on it. Um, That most people that win the lottery end up broke in like ten years, and it's because they didn't earn the money. If you earn the money, you spend it right. Politicians mm-hmm. don't earn anything. They're, 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 they're people that are, if they knew how to earn, they'd be in business. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that they could probably do it, but they, you know, they don't earn it. When you don't earn money, when, when, a, when a person who's fiscally responsible doesn't earn money, oftentimes things don't go right. They don't spend it on the things that they would otherwise spend it upon. Well, the thing is, the reason why even if you put businessmen in charge of government, it doesn't work is because government isn't business. It's an aggressor. It's a violent monopoly. It's a group of people, men and women, that can force their way upon anyone and take as much as almost as much as they want from anyone they want to. So you put a businessman in charge of that, and the incentives are completely different than in a business. Just, Just go shake down some more people for some more money. Well, that's what they wish they could do, but unfortunately, revenues are falling. So, uh, you know, eventually, if they raise taxes too much, people will say, see you later, and they'll move their business to Arizona or Nevada or Oregon or wherever else. And that's what's, of course, has been happening. People have been leaving. Yeah, people, there's all kinds of flight from California and Illinois as well. Uh, But California borrows money each fiscal year because the state has regular monthly expenses but receives the bulk of its tax revenues in the spring. The state borrowed $5.4 billion last fall for this purpose. Assemblyman uh, Bob Blumenfeld downplayed the significance of the new borrowing in a hearing. He said $5.4 billion was small relative to the $10 billion state leaders were prepared to borrow last year. See, they're slashing back. It's, yeah, that's right. It's, <laughs> it's almost half. It's, it's still $5 billion, but it's, it's half. I mean, yeah. try to imagine for a second the hubris of your your scummiest tr- friend who you can trust the very least saying, hey, I was going to ask you for $1,000, but now I'm only going to ask you for 500, 500 so I've saved you $500. <laughs> I mean, really? Does anybody fall for this nonsense? The difference, though, Mark, is your scummy friend's only asking for the money. Yeah, right. These scumbags are not. Your scummy friend pulls a gun on you and says, I was going to rob you for $1,000, but I've decided to only rob you for 500 Consider it a savings. That's right. You're welcome. Yeah, he's not my scummy friend anymore. So there you go. Yeah, state of California is still teetering on the uh, the brink of the, the fi- of total financial collapse and disaster. They're doing their uh, best. As is uh, the state of Illinois. Now, we don't hear about the other states, but I don't imagine they're doing that much better, but... I don't know. Some are doing better than others. So, yeah. you know, I, I hear I hear North Dakota's uh, you know doing real good with their oil sands now. Well, which is which is why it'd be nice to have secession where we can see you know these fifty different state governments truly have some level of competition. That would be themselves. more like nullification. I can't imagine North Dakota managing to secede from the union. I mean, why you know, not? How, I mean, how would the, they pull it off? Well, I mean, the Soviet Union dissolved, uh, and all of those states Soviet became union their had, own uh, places. Water, <laughs> you know. Not the whole Soviet Union. A rectangle in the middle of the North American continent, really? Its own country? Come on. Well, I mean, I think that it can be done. Sure, maybe they'll combine with South Dakota or something like that. But or, then, then you, what's that more? It's a little more squarish. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Look, I don't know how it would all shake out, Mark, with secession. Clearly, uh, some people are saying they think that all of New England should, uh, or the Northern New England, should secede. That's I don't want to be with those people. I, I don't, don't either. I don't want Mass in New York, but the rest I think can stay. Maybe toll free number eight five five four fifty free. Northern New England, I think, is just considered Maine, Vermont, and New Hampshire. That isn't it? dude, right on. More coming up. Free Talk Live. 
BigHeadPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. Take control of these airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. You will find stuff like our Shrine of Female listeners there with the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See that, and if you're a lady listener, get details there on how to become part of the Shrine. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Here on Free Talk Live, we talk a lot about the uh, the digital currency known as Bitcoin. It is an online, peer-to-peer digital currency that uh, allows one anonymity in the same way that cash does, and it's not controlled by any government or any company. If you want to find out more about the Bitcoin, you can go to weusecoins.org. But for obtaining them, for some people, has been uh, tricky up till now. Crypto exchange is the fastest and safest way to buy and sell Bitcoins. If you're totally clueless on the Bitcoin currency, they've got 24-hour customer service right there on the site. All you have to do is click on the live support link at the top. I've done it, and uh, yes, they come on, and they'll take care of you. Uh, you can see a crypto exchange's banner posted at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. It's bitcoin.freetalklive.com. Just click on the banner there. All right, so our toll-free number again, 855-450-FREE. Now, since we're talking about California, we'll stay on that topic and move to Oakland, where there's still cleanup going on as far as what happened over the weekend with vandals, a bunch of them, breaking into the city building. Now, they also broke into the YMCA or or walked in and and caused some damage there. I guess they were already open. People were in there. Uh, But it was the weekend, and so the city, of course, uh, bureaucrats don't work weekends if they can avoid it. And so they uh, had their offices closed. The vandals uh, allegedly used a crowbar to make their way into City Hall, where they proceeded to wreak some havoc, uh, perform some graffitiizing, and also knocked over some things. There's a photo in this article from the San Francisco Gate of Mayor Gene Kwan surveying the damage at City Hall, where vandals knocked over a scale model of the very same building in which uh, it stood. So, <laughs> uh, I just the government loves its little little mock-ups, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's worshiping itself, of course, with its own icons. And so we talked briefly about this on Monday night. And last night I mentioned it again. We didn't have a chance to get to it with Derek J here. But now Nemi is here with us this evening. And uh, we had discussed how, Mark, you had called me out on this. And Julia had called me out on Monday night saying that, you know, how could I support people who went in and destroyed this this property because it's not peaceful? Not that it was violent, because no one got hurt. Those were Julia's uh, words. Um, you those, seem to back her on I, I, I have a similar – I believe that it should not be done. My position is actually uh, – you know, like I understand where you're coming from, that this is public property. Therefore, since I'm the public, I had to pay for this property. I should be able to do what I want with this property. I get the position that you have. It's the tragedy of the commons, essentially. Right. However, my point – 
has been that this is a public relations issue, that no one is going to support you, including myself, if anybody who does this. I'm not, uh, you know, this, this, this just looks like vandalism to everyone. Um, this is the first I've I've heard of this. Is there an underlying reason, like the Rodney King t- verdict? Uh, no, there was. It's Occupy uh, Oakland, where they had uh, the police aggressed against them over the weekend and arrested approximately 400 uh, Occupy Oakland people. Mm. Uh, and there was a major clash. Basically, there, there's actually video footage over at fr33agents.com where you can see. It's really amazing, actually. The some of the occupiers had made their own shields. You know how frequently the police come out with their big black intimidating shields and their black uh, clad mm-hmm. outfits and everything? And, you know, they'll, they'll stand together with their shields next to one another. Well, the Occupy people had their own shields with, like, peace signs on the, on yeah, the front of them. I did see that. Very good. Yeah, it was, it was pretty impressive. Uh, and, of course, the police were shooting explosives at them and things <laughs> like that. It was absolutely awful uh, what the police were doing. But... So they were pretty upset, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Occupy Oakland has been the probably the most radical of all the occupations as far as blocking what, ports. And as, then- right, as far as what they've been willing to do. And I I critiqued them when they blocked the port. I thought that was really bad. I think it's bad that they went into the YMCA. But then again. You know, these are who those folks are. There are people that don't believe in, you know, private property. They're they're probably mostly, you know, Marxists or commies or or whatever. Certainly have that feel to them. Yeah, more, it it does more so there than say Occupy Keene or Occupy New Hampshire or something like that. And but you know, again, I think it's interesting just looking at what they've been doing simply from a numbers perspective because I've always said that numbers make a difference, mm-hmm. and I think that's really the ultimate key to any the success of any movement is penetration into the marketplace, and that means numbers. You know, you've got to have uh, people in order to make a difference, to make impressions on other folks, to change people's minds. Now. I agree with you, Mark, that this particular tactic is not a mind-changing tactic. You're likely not going to be uh, you know, breaking and entering into the city hall, destroying property there, and having too many people convert over to you know, your belief system. Yeah. Okay? That much I- I'll agree with you on. But from, a perspective, from the perspective of people are sick and tired of the government, mm-hmm. from the perspective of when you push the cornered animal – Back in as deep back into the corner as you possibly can. Yep. That eventually you're going to see things happen that are of a perhaps dangerous or vandalistic uh, nature. In this case, no no one was surrounded and beaten by the mob. No one was uh, was attacked by you know this group of people. There was not a an act of violence per se, but there was destruction of the you know of property. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just it just goes to show that people are going to be pissed when the government isn't so called serving the people. Eventually, it that's going to bubble up somewhere. The pressure is going to be released somewhere. And so this is that happening. That's true, but that doesn't mean it's okay. Um, I mean, look, well, at what s- point is it? At what point is it okay to destroy the government's property? I think that I, think I, I can't the government tell you. Has I mean, fallen, probably when it loses its legitimacy, when it becomes in people's mind enough people's. How mind, does that happen? Like. Not wouldn't, by destroying wouldn't their property. Wouldn't this be part of it, though? I mean, wouldn't this inevitably be part of it? Obviously, you're never going to have the majority of people storm City Hall. Most people well, aren't willing to take that kind of a risk. You might. I, I look at the picture on your screen, and, and it's got a smashed computer. It looks like desk, a desk's turned over. You know, but and I, the only thing that I can think of is a, a really powerful movie by a video that was put together by JJ, who's a, a co-host here on Free Talk Live, mm-hmm. comparing rioters in 
countries around the world compared to uh, rioters in in um, the United States. And when you say Oakland lined up with shields of their own, I, I thought immediately of JJ's video because you see people in Greece, it's tear gas every day. And, and people there are that upset every day and right. are engaging in that. So to, to say that most people won't get that upset, I'm not sure that's true. But what what I see here in America, I think I think it's true. I think most people hmm. are too comfortable in America. Maybe they right could be pushed. Now. Maybe in maybe. the right conditions, they could be pushed there. But when you bring up those other countries, that's important to point out, right? Like those people were they've had they've had, set, enough. had enough. I mean, they set fire to those government buildings in Egypt. That's not good for PR, Mark. But it was nope. for them. It was the right thing to do, and, and I, I, I cheered that, cheer that on. I, I mean, frankly, right. that goes along with Mark's and my point that I think we both made earlier in this conversation is if the government is falling or is fallen, and I think your question is a great one: How do we get there if this isn't it? Right. When do you know if it's the right time? How will you be able to lick your finger, put it up in the air, and say, "All right, time to burn down City Hall"? Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, and of course, I don't mean with people in it when it's uh, completely empty. Eight five five four fifty free. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Is it an illegitimate tactic? If so, why would you have supported it in Egypt, but not here? It's Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society: the wheel, the printing press. The Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want and dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features there, we give them to you, and they include news updates. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com to follow those updates there. Uh, You can get them via email, Twitter, or Facebook. Sign up over at news. FreeTalkLive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a company that does accounts receivable. They can do accounts receivable for your business. Uh, you can see their banner at FreeTalkLive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page. The principal over there, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Liberty, big supporter of Free Talk Live. He's our, our own personal Coke brother. Uh, you can go check him out. At, uh, it's top one on the right-hand side of the page. SACL That's CAI. not fair to call Jason that. I mean, he's, he's principled. Unlike the Koch brothers, I don't know everything about the Koch brothers. I have heard that they are not principled. They are they're, they're they're busy funding things they believe in. I know Lou Rockwell dot com doesn't really think very highly of the Koch brothers. Okay, so all right, so eight five, and I consider Lou Rockwell to be a pretty principled site. Eight five five four fifty free is the toll free number here. So we're talking about Occupy Oakland and what they did at City Hall, as well as a couple of other places. I guess they took over the inside of a convention center, but it was an abandoned convention center. Yeah, that's very interesting. Which I have a feeling the only reason you'd have an abandoned convention center, in my opinion, is if it was a government convention center. Because if you've ever done if you've ever done any looking into convention centers, uh, you find that the government ones governments love poorly managed convention centers. Right? They they always get it in their heads that we need a convention center in this city and. 
bring people in. Right. And, you know, I mean, they, they won't have anything to do like they do in Vegas, but it'll be like Vegas. Yeah, so then they spend a bunch of taxpayer dollars on building a convention center, and they might get to, you know, a couple of conventions booked in there every year, but it's not running at a... You know, it's not running in the black. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, essentially a subsidy for those conventions that do come there. And it's just poorly managed in general. So that's my guess with a convention center. I don't have so much problem with Occupy Oakland taking over what I would consider unclaimed uh, public property in that particular case. Uh, but I do have a problem with the YMCA. And then there's the issue of the city hall, which, you know, as you were saying, Mark, you said you said it was all right in Egypt for the people there to, you know, riot in the streets. I certainly rooted for them is what I said. Right. Um, and, and fire, you know, set fire to the government buildings because these people had been pushed to a certain point. I and who's dip- to say that hasn't happened to these people in Oakland? Who they, they believe that there's just nothing else that can be done within this system, and they've decided to go at it in a different way. The difference is perceptual. And, you know, that's what I've been saying all along. It's all this about is perception. here and that's there? No, it's, um, it's, it's the democracy aspect. In Egypt, you had Hosni Mubarak, who had been the dictator there for 40 years or something like that. And, you know, there was no... Uh, the people people of Egypt didn't own that stuff. Whereas here, the people believe they own things like City Hall. They have a mm. they have an emotional investment. They believe in their minds that that's their property in some way. Uh, now, you know, I think we can make an argument that it's not, but that doesn't change what people... Remember we talked the other night about perceptions and property, how property mm-hmm. is a perception. It is not a reality. There's a vehicle outside. I believe it to be mine. Everybody in this room believes it to be mine. But somebody out there probably doesn't believe it to be theirs. If enough people don't believe it's mine, then it wouldn't be mine anymore. No doubt. No doubt about that. I see what you're saying. But at what point? Now, look, I don't support I don't this tactic. I don't, so I don't support this tactic. I think it would be more effective if hundreds of people moved to New Hampshire who loved liberty and just ignored the state. I think if you ignore them, they'll go away eventually. And you don't have to break anything. You don't have to break anyone's property or do anything like that. I think that would be the Now best. you're calling it someone's property. Well, everyone's property. Okay. It's, everyone thinks it's their property, right? We know it's it's the government's property because they're the ones with the men's with men with guns who will come to throw you off of it Indeed if they, they decide are. they don't want you there. But ultimately, it's supposed to be everyone's property. So I think that that would be more effective. But I don't blame people for being angry. And I don't blame people for wanting to do something. And if you feel as though the system is broken... If you feel as though the system isn't working for you or that it doesn't work for poor people or that it doesn't work for minorities or it doesn't work for women or whatever it is that you feel about it, and you're probably right on many of those counts, then you might feel like you're out of options because you've tried writing the letters to the editor, you've tried writing the congressman, you've tried writing the city councilors, you've tried speaking at council meetings, you've tried speaking at the, you know, the state house. You've tried a lot of these things and yet nothing changes. It's not cha- certainly not changing in the direction you want it to change. Yeah, so it changes, it just doesn't go at, the way you want it. At what point <laughs> at what what point do you decide that something else is necessary. Now, we advocate against violence on this show because I'm all about uh, you know getting to where we want to go through peaceful means because I don't think you'll ever get to peace if you use violence as a tactic. I also don't, I don't consider this violence. I consider it uh, monkey wrenching or vandalism or whatever you want to call that, but I don't consider it violence unless someone gets hurt. I don't know that I would welcome somebody who participated to this, to the, the Free State Project. I would be very... I didn't know, invite them to the Free State Project. I, well, we were talking about uh, the Free State Project, and I, you know, I'm, I'm giving you my opinion on that. I see. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I I think that you know there are certain things that could be uh, you know monkey wrenching that I would support that aren't as uh, obvious, like you know, like crashing a computer system. So what's the difference uh, if cutting a, a wire to a klaxon in downtown Keene? What um, what is the difference between destroying the property and hurting public officials? I mean, we all know that public there's officials a human being involved in the second one. Spe- I, I got that um, specifically that public officials uh, they they use they they accept stolen funds in the form of uh, tax funding for their jobs. They they, um, you know, police officers many times aggress against people. They do. I mean, you know, what what is the difference between advocating the shooting of the guy who uh, pepper sprayed Derek or pepper spraying the cop in the face that pepper sprayed Derek? I mean, just going up and give him a give him a little squirt right in the mouth. Are you asking because you don't know or are you asking because no, you want to te- hear my I, answer? I, yeah, I want to hear your answer. Well, the difference is you're talking about hurting a human being, and that's just it's it's wrong to hurt other people. But it's okay to destroy their property. It's not they're not their it's not their property. Uh, well, uh, well, but they, the the guy has aggressed. I don't right. think that this is the most effective form of of retaliation or expression of frustration. You bring up, um, Kopcha. I think this is the cop that pepper sprayed Derek right, J. The the cop who pepper sprayed Derek J. I've seen him in court. He's not remorseful. I know Derek J. personally, and I think it's absolutely ridiculous that anyone would ever feel the need to to pepper spray him I while agree. handcuffed. Never mind while handcuffed. And but I think the more effective thing to do is not go in and trash the police department. It's go stand outside that guy's house with a sign. Some people don't like that approach. Some people think that's some, bad some PR. Don't. You know, but that's I not, happen to agree with you. I think that's a good thing to do too. It doesn't destroy property. There isn't the the public versus private uh, argument of property. And from the looks of that, I keep looking at this picture, and I just don't think that's destruction. I think that's inconvenient. There's uh, what you're looking at is a picture of the city hall building inside city hall. There's a model of it that right. is in a glass case uh, that has been tipped over. It's, but there's also was also graffiti on the walls, and they did you know they. They did kind of destroy some stuff yeah, in there. I, I'm uh, I'm of the opinion that you could call this the uh, the the whipping of the money changers in the uh, in the temple. Mm-hmm. I mean, the going mm-hmm. into the city hall and destroying the model of city hall in the city hall. I mean, this is essentially an altar unto themselves. So the the news story here is interesting because of how they're handling this, the city people, because this is something that there's you know they're just not built to handle. The city governments are, and all governments, are built off of obedience. They're built off of people doing as they're told for the most part. Yeah, they can handle the occasional straggler or bum or whoever it is that they need to handle because that's just one person at a time or maybe a group. they prefer to go out and get them uh, as opposed to having them come to them. Right, but but my point being, they can handle the occasional rabble rouser mm-hmm. because there's more cops than there are rabble rousers in any given uh, location. But once the rabble rousers become outnumbering the police and the government employees in any given area, then all of a sudden everything changes. So, Gene Kwan is the mayor here in uh, or there in in Oakland, and Kwan plans to ask leaders of the National Occupy Movement to convince their Oakland cohorts to shun violence during their protests. Which of course, it's not violent. It's just uh, they're just destroying stuff during their protests over <laughs> economic. I just don't. That doesn't make any sense to me. They're just destroying stuff. It's not. I don't consider it violence unless there's humans uh, that are vic- victimized. No, it's but, violence. But the point is, she doesn't know what else to do. She's essentially trying to go up the chain in what she considers to be a competing gang at this point and talk to the head gang leaders as though Occupy New York or Occupy Wall Street has any control over Occupy Oakland. 
these these groups are not working together in concert nope. necessarily. They're very disparate. They're very different to some extent from place to place. There's more coming up at 855-450 for your thoughts are welcome. Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring in what you want. Toll-free number 855-453-SACL-CAI, toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the various features that we have there. Uh, once again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program, you are welcome to help support the show. Go to promote.freetalklive.com to get a list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Uh, promote.freetalklive.com. Everything from a free bumper sticker to uh, flyers, which you can print out and distribute or post. Also, we've got other things there like web banners and high-res graphics you can use to make your own Free Talk Live stuff. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. They don't call cigarettes coffin nails for nothing. They're, well, not very good for you. You know, and I wouldn't suggest that inhaling anything into your lungs, particularly besides, uh, you know, normal air, uh, unpolluted air, is a good idea. Uh, but if you do smoke, there's an e-cigarette. The e-cigarette is an option that is 22,000 times healthier than smoking a regular cigarette. Um, also, it comes in lots of great flavors. Reds, Turkish, Classics, Menthol, Cloves, Cherry, Vanilla, Strawberry. All the flavors you might want. And you can get it absolutely free. You don't have to go stand out by the dumpster anymore uh, in the rain smoking your cigarettes. You can smoke it just about anywhere. And you can get it free from Vaporspiss.com by purchasing 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. You buy the 40 cartomizers and use coupon code FTL. You'll get free shipping and a free starter kit, which contains two e-cigarettes and a charger. It's Vaporsmiths.com or 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Vaporsmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Give them a call. Buy the 40 cartomizers. You'll thank yourself later. All right. So uh, we can talk more about Occupy Oakland and what's going on over there. Let's take your calls about whatever's on your mind. Sam is in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Sam. Hey, good evening, you guys. Hey, it's Sam. Sam Dodson from the Obscure Truth Network. How are you? I'm well. What's, what's on your mind tonight? I wanted to share with your audience some of the uh, two of the front runners in the free energy kind of revolution that's going on. Uh, okay. The first of these is a guy named Andrew Rossi, who has created something called the ECAT, which is a, a low-energy nuclear reactor. It, what it does is it he's found a process by which he can combine hydrogen and nickel powder to emit a gamma ray, which gets absorbed by this lead containment vessel it heats that lead up the lead heats the water on the other side and you have steam hot water energy yeah um so he has uh he produced a one megawatt unit where he chained a bunch of them together sold that to government for i think 2.3 million dollars they liked it enough that they bought 12 more and he is producing a home unit that's a 10 to to 20 kilowatt unit now this will only produce steam, and there are a couple of drawbacks with it. But really, for people in the north who need to, for instance, heat their homes with it, it's it's really kind of a no-brainer. Uh, the so what's thing, this guy's name again? Andrew Rossi, mm-hmm. and it's called the E-Cat. 
<laughs> and what it is, it's like a small size of a small microwave. Uh, the fuel rods are these is this nickel powder that if it if the reactor starts to overheat, it will melt the powder, so it will shut the process down. So they're very safe. And the idea is, you hook this thing up to your house, like uh, Mark. In your case, you've got I think radiant uh, floor heating, yeah, and that that runs out to that big Partially, boiler yep. that you throw like four cords of wood into every year. Oh no, no, no! It's not four cords. It's like twenty four cords. Whoa! <laughs> uh, oh, man. Now, I use pine and poplar, so you know, for for people that burn wood out there right. that just that just drop their coffee in their yeah, lap. Right. <laughs> I mean, we I got to give some qualifications, but I do manage to heat uh, all my water and uh, my house, my little bitty house with this. And I think twenty four might be an exaggeration, but I I'll bet you I burn at least fifteen cords. Yeah, so what this would do is every 180 days of operation, which is pretty much a winter, you go in, you pull out this $10 fuel stick of nickel powder, the same thing that's in nickels, you slide a new one in, and you're good to go for another 180 days. That's nice, $10 to heat yourself during the winter, that'd be awesome. Yeah, if it's so, if it's for real, but I mean, what is what is the I mean the legitimacy of this? How long? So this has been through tests with the university. There have been all kinds of uh, uh, inspections and uh, reviews by different groups of scientists. Uh, the fact that he has sold several of these units to customers that he's got several more in the pipeline, and according to him, he is in talks with Home Depot. Uh, he's going to compete on volume because he knows once he gets the this technology out, the copycats will come in and, and create knockoffs. Yeah, he's going to compete with quality engineering and doing his first run with 1 million units, which will drive the price down from when he was going to do 50000 they would have cost about five grand. He's going to try and hit the price point of $500 and have them in Home Depot by this fall. That would really and be something. In yeah. talks with them, apparently. So there's been some discussion about this. I mean, I'm just, obviously, I'm totally new to this here. The Energy Catalyzer, is that what the ECAT stands for? That's correct. Uh, according to if you if you look for Andrew Rossi ECAT on Google, the first article that comes up is from Forbes uh, from November 11th of last year, where they're saying that the claims from the Free Energy Truth website, which claims that there's a client for the ECAT system known as National Instruments, uh, it's according to National Instruments, they're saying they're not a client uh, that they didn't buy this. So I wonder how much of this information is is accurate and, and verified. Well, now he has. Uh, there, there are pictures of the units that he's put together. There's pictures of them in operation. There are all of these scientists who have evaluated the process, determined what's going on, you know, how the thing works. Um, he's there. There is a huge body of scientific evidence, and you know, if it's a hoax, it's got to be one of the most elaborate out there. Uh, this thing works. It's a real technology, and it's coming out. Probably this year, and it's not even the most exciting one, I think. Are you going to get one? Um, I don't know, because, you know, the problem with it, you can't take a shower. You can't use it to heat hot water uh, for your house. Like he said, a long shower, it would run out, and it wouldn't reheat the water fast enough. The steam that comes out is 140 degrees. In order to turn a turbine, you need 400-degree steam. Okay. So it can't be used to produce electricity at this point. Those but it'll heat a house just fine. But I'd say probably not. Okay. Well, it, it sounds like it heated a house just fine. It would. Well, plus it we're would. talking about, you know, first generation. I mean, if this is what you say it is, it inevitably will get better over time. 
after absolutely it will su- su- uh, successive in a couple years they'll be producing electricity with it so tell me what the other exciting one is the other one is this plasma transition motor basically it's uh the, he's built this training unit that is uh it's a prototype for the manufacturers to experiment with develop products around but essentially this is the size of a long uh, box maybe one by one by four feet long okay and it's two cylinders that turn a crankshaft, and what he does is he uses high voltage for about uh, hundred kilovolt spark plugs, uh, high frequency, the same kind of stuff Tesla did, and noble gases, which cost about seventy-one cents per cylinder to fill, and he c- converts the gases into plasma, which pushes on the piston and turns the engine. So this little engine runs on one injection of of 71 cents worth of gas for at least four months, and that's with one of the early tested models. Hmm. And it produces. Why haven't they come up with something like that before? I mean, I'm always left with this. I hear about these really efficient engines, and why aren't they putting Mm -hmm. those in cars? Well, this was based around the PAP engine, which came out, I believe, in the 90s, and there were problems with it because it used like radioactive isotopes in there. Yeah, that probably And imagine. it didn't run well. There were all kinds of problems with it. This guy, John Rohner, did the engineering for that original PAP engine, and he's the one who's put the engineering muscle, I guess, behind it to develop this new motor. And they have working prototypes. They've found some other very strange, un- unexplained uh, effects that are going on with this engine. Well, Mark, so, I mean, the reason why it hasn't happened is because it hasn't happened yet. I mean, these things are still in development, and uh, they, you know, they're going to be problems that need to be ironed out, maybe. and I think that we live in exciting times, and I hope that some of this stuff comes to fruition and that it's real and that uh, that I get, you know, that we get to benefit from it sooner rather than later. Well, I mean, oh, I, think that, I think that one thing we can be certain is I think that energy likely will be free re- sometime in the relatively near future. I don't know if it'll be my lifetime. Um, I, I, you know, and I don't know if my lifetime is going to be normal. I mean, you talk about all the scientific advances. Mm-hmm. Who knows uh, how long we'll live? But I, I think that energy, once energy is free, the world's going to change dramatically because most of the war right now is based on energy. Hey, Sam, thanks for the call tonight. Always nice to uh, to hear from you and uh, hope you're doing well. 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number here. You can bring up what you want. Hour number three is on the way. Uh, we can come back to the Oakland situation because we haven't even gotten to really what's going on out there. We've kind of been flirting around that. Uh, so, of course, we can also uh, talk to you about what you want. Plus, uh, on the way, Nemi is going to update us on the press rankings, press freedom in the U.S. How's it doing? <laughs> yeah, you can probably guess. Hour number three is coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. All you have to do, dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. Demi. And Mark. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we have there. You get to control the content of the site if you'd like. You can vote up or down on anything that you see as far as the news items on the site. Of course, they're not always news. Sometimes it's fun stuff, uh, YouTube video, blog post, news item, <clears throat> anything goes. You just submit it to the site, and so you can add things to the website. You can vote on the stuff that's already on the website, and you can, again, add to it. Uh, the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the website, meaning it'll get more exposure. We're more likely to see it, talk about it on the air. So go to freetalklive.com. To get interactive there. Still to come, the press freedom rankings in the world. We'll talk about where the U.S. ended up. And because we kind of talk about these things on a once a year basis, there's uh, these ratings come out. We discuss them. And usually they're not good news. Um, there's still some Americans wandering around saying, well, this is the freest country in the world. And I don't know that that's a true statement. All that's you have to not- do is listen to this show for a few weeks and it'll uh, disabuse you of that particular sentiment let's go to john redmond calling from manchester new hampshire john you're on free talk live with the Nemi and mark hi how are you hey john i'm well what's on your thanks mind tonight? For having, thanks for inviting me well i don't know if i invited you but we invite everyone to call in about anything that you want so here you are oh well i got an invite i got an invite jason uh, tally invited me to be on that will great. Be great awesome so what's anyway. on your mind tonight so tomorrow i go into for a motions hearing and i was arrested back last june uh, for driving with, well, for having uh, poor headlights and a, and a broken taillight. Mm-hmm. But uh, they subsequently found that I don't have a license plate and I don't have a driver's license. And mm. I don't answer questions from cops. Interesting. Well, so they took you into yeah. the station. Yes, they did. They, and they put me in the, the Manchester Valley Street facility for a weekend, too. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. I've been in jail many times before, and I don't mind going again. So if you don't answer questions, how did you end up getting out of the jail? Because normally, uh, if you don't give them a name, they'll hold you forever. Well, they, they, they held me for the weekend, and then they let, then they let me go. But it was 265.4, uh, Part A, that What's I was that? accused of disobeying okay. an officer. and uh, So so that way, they, they charged you with disobeying an officer, but they didn't charge you for not having a driver's license? or Oh, all that, too. Oh, yes, all those things, yes. So how many but charges are you facing? Uh, tomorrow, just the 265.4, because that's the misdemeanor. Oh, the rest of them were just violations? Right. Aha. Uh-huh. So what happened with the other ones? Did you already go to court on those? And you... Yeah, I went to court on those, and uh, I got my butt kicked, as I sometimes do. That's okay. So it's meaning meaning that you them. were told to pay money, or what happened? Well, I was told I'm due to pay money, which I never will. Mm-hmm. What will they do? Put you in jail for it? I would imagine they'll suspend your driving privileges. Well, what by what privileges is that? It's a right. Well, I tend to agree with you, but they don't, and they'll put in New Hampshire. They'll put you in a cage for years if you don't have don't their their permission I slip. I'm a Qu- I'm a Quaker minister. I'm retired. It doesn't matter. Well, I, I heard you. Um, uh, maybe you don't have other people who depend on you, but there's right. a guy in uh, there's a guy in jail that I was with who's there for a year on a habitual offender status because mm-hmm. he was driving to work. And this is a guy with a daughter. He's uh, you know he's got a family that he takes care of. He's a manager at a restaurant, and he was just trying to go to work, and now he's in jail for a year. So that kind of kind of screws with people. Yep. You know, uh, I put I put five um, affidavits in there. Do you know Roger Roots at all? 
Nope, I don't. No, who's that? Well, he wrote he wrote a treatise uh, called "Our Cops Constitutional," and it was about two hundred and forty-eight footnotes. He proved that they're not. Okay. So that was my first affidavit, which the prosecutor's office did not even answer. So in affidavit practice, you file an affidavit. This is what I believe to be true. And if they don't refute it, then it becomes evidence, and it's unrefuted evidence. Hmm. Now, so, is this active in your current trial, the one that you're going to tomorrow? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes gotcha. It's active in my current trial. So the misdemeanor is disobeying a police officer, and was there another charge, or was it just that one? Well, it, it builds, the, the charge is that I was driving and operating a motor vehicle when Chief Steve Campbell stopped me on Route 202 in Bennington, New Hampshire, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm, I'm, they don't have jurisdiction because 265.4a is unconstitutional. It's compelled speech. So there's no jurisdiction when uh, uh, they don't have a, a constitutional law. Hasn't the uh, United States Supreme Court ruled that uh, a person has the obligation to give their name? Uh, the obligation of the Supreme Court decisions is not binding on the, the state of New Hampshire when the state of New Hampshire has their own free speech clause. Okay. So they, under balls, they have to take those under advisement, but they're not controlled by Supreme Court decisions. So this is going to be quite the uh, the showdown tomorrow. I mean, you're going to be advocating for your right to, to remain silent, basically. Right. And, wait, now this is, is this a hearing on the motions or is this a, a no. uh, an actual trial? No, no. The, the trial, if this goes past tomorrow, then there's jury selection on the 5th, and then there's trial sometime after that. Got it. So you're facing disobeying a police officer, and what is the other charge? Well, the, the, the charge is written such as that I was operating and driving on this particular night, June 5th of, of 2011, on Route 202 in Bennington, Vermont, and I was pulled over by Chief Steve. But... I'm disputing everything that they say there. First of all, they can't prove that I was operating because operating is a commercial enterprise. Driving is a commercial enterprise. It's not we what we do, even if we have driver's licenses. Now, I've heard these these that. allegations before, John, and I you know I find them very intriguing. I, they're kind of the these legal uh, perspectives that takes a look at these legalistic terms, legalese, and they you, know, you look at the definitions of them, and it turns out the definitions are different from what they seem like they mean. And it's all very intriguing. Have you done this before? Do you have experience doing this? I've been this? doing this for 17 years. Great. Well, I would love to see this uh, this pan out because there have been people who have called this show over the years and proffered uh, arguments such as this or perspectives such as this, and they never have any evidence to uh, to prove their case or to prove that what they're saying is true. I'm really interested in hearing how this works out because I feel after my traffic stops and my trouble with the, the cops regarding my car over the last two to three months that I'm really wow, becoming... that's recent. Yeah, making, making the shift to becoming a right-to-travel person myself, so... John, I'm so glad you called, and best of luck to you. Well, and, I plan and, on sure. going well, tomorrow. Are you aware of uh, the drivers um, of the various Yahoo groups? No. Ah, well, can I email you? You certainly can. can. You bring you up to date. You certainly can. Your email address. And my email address is nemi.jones at gmail.com. So. N-E-M-I dot Jones at gmail.com. But if you want Nemi, I don't know if you're working tomorrow or whatever, but John's got his tri- his hearing tomorrow I in wish Manchester. I could go. My tomorrow is booked solid. Do you, John, do you are, know if there's going to be someone there recording your your trial? 
Do you know if someone's going to be there recording your, your hearing tour? Yeah, Tim, Tim O'Flaherty, who has just got snagged himself this past weekend, will be, <laughs> we'll be recording. Great. As I understand it, you're going to have a group of Quakers there. I've heard about I've well, seen no, this. No, 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 no. I'm saying that... I'm saying that anybody who styles himself a Quaker will be keeping his hat on and not standing when when uh, Garfunkel enters the court or when he leaves. Got it. Got that's, it. I think all that's. I just inform the bailiffs that hey, I'm a Quaker. I'm wearing my hat, and they they don't give you any trouble. Well, we've seen that particular court never give anyone trouble at all over hats. So I don't. Really? I yeah. wouldn't expect. Well, the, the, then there's out there in Keene where they they actually do give people trouble. The, that's absolutely the case. John, maybe you should come out and take a ride with me in the Prius. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I actually am I, a Quaker. I'm open, I'm, you know, I'm open for all sorts of invitations. But I never wear a hat. You know, in keeping with the fact that I'm a Quaker minister. <laughs> well, I'm a Quaker too, but I don't wear a hat generally, so it doesn't seem right for me to go get a hat so that I can go wear it in there. Oh, no, no. George Fox wore the most, wore the most outrageous hats he could every time he went to court, whether he wore them <laughs> other times or not. Of course, he wouldn't doff his hat to the betters and all that stuff. John, I so look forward to meeting you tomorrow. Place. I think this is exciting. I'm glad that you're standing up for yourself and that you're doing it publicly and that there's actually going to be video of this because no one has ever provided video or any evidence that this particular perspective works, that, oh, I wasn't driving or I wasn't operating because those are legal terms and I have the freedom to travel and I'm a freedom to travel guy. I had a private plate on my car for 30 miles until uh, they finally stopped me and we need to have more freedom to travel activists in the same place yes. doing similar things. So look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thanks for the uh, the call tonight. We'll See, uh, we'll keep a, keep an eye on this story and see how it develops. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Toll-free number 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the various features there, and we give them to you on the house. Listening options are included. We've got different streams of different bit rates that will work for different internet connections. Over at listen.freetalklive.com, you can listen to the latest episode of Free Talk Live around the clock, 24-7, always at uh, listen.freetalklive.com. In addition to that, you'll get a list of uh, all the 100-plus great radio stations that we're on across the country, airing at various different times throughout the week, as well as our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio and our free-to-air KU band channel, plus our webcam and listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn more. You know, we've been hearing in the news about uh, Alaska getting snowed in. They're having to, to come out there and, and rescue them and, and that kind of thing. Really? I haven't heard that news. Well, that's just because you know, you're <laughs> plugged in. Um, yeah, I can't imagine how a, a nationally syndicated talk show host doesn't know the news. But you That's don't like know halfway news. on the other side of the world. Yeah, it's happening in Serbia, too. That is the other side of the the world. I guess we got that last year up in New Hampshire. We got snowed in pretty big up here. And you never know when it's going to happen. You never know when any kind of natural disaster is going to happen. And, you know, there are people hungry right now in Alaska, I'll bet you. Um, You know, if... If you if you have a family, you need to be prepared for the inevitable. Uh, I mean, the fact is that some kind of destabilizing event is going to happen in your life, and 
you know, it's good to have food on hand, whether it's unemployment or inflation, food shortages, natural disasters, whatever it might be. For my preparation, I choose wisefoodstorage.com. WiseFoodStorage.com for several reasons. Uh, for one, they're reasonably priced. Uh, they have uh, these. Their their food comes in metal mylar pouches that are I don't know about pest proof, but certainly a, a highly pest deterrent. They come in plastic totes. You can stack them up nicely in your garage uh, for when or in the the basement or wherever um, for when you need them. The the food's tasty. They've got big chunks of vegetables, real meat in them. Most of these uh, pr- prepared foods. They don't have meat. Um, it's nice to have some meat when you're, you know, hungry and cold or whatever. Mm. Uh, Wise Food Storage doesn't sell heat, but they do sell bug out packages if you need them. Um, these packages have a 25 year shelf life. They're good for as long as you need them. Visit wisefoodstorage.com today. Request a free entree sample for a limited time. Enter promo code FTL. Get no cost shipping on any order. It's wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. You can get a free sample. You mentioned Free Talk Live, whether you call in or go to the website. It's wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. When you do buy, use coupon code FTL. You'll get free shipping. You know, sometimes the disasters are man, uh, man-made. I don't know if you all heard the news. I mean, Mark, I don't hear all the news in the whole world. I don't know how you do, but you're apparently a machine. Uh, but uh, I did the hear the news the about the Egyptian uh, sporting riots. Did you hear about that? I did. I saw the pictures, yeah. How about you, Mark? Did you hear about this? Uh, I know. Oh, apparently you missed the news about the 70-plus people being killed in a crazed sports riot after no, after I, a soccer game. It looked no like the, the aerial shot was incredible. It looked like ants on an anthill. The number of people that were there. Hundreds injured. Over 70 people killed in a sports riot. In fact, uh, from what I heard, after this riot happened at this one, wherever this Egypt, uh, Egyptian stadium was, there was another game that was scheduled to go off at, a, I guess, a different stadium. Mm-hmm. And they canceled the game. So the fans set fire to the stadium. They figured they would. They figured they'd, oh, well, well they're, they're rioting, so we'll just not have the game. No, no, no. That didn't work either. <laughs> You know, you'd cancel our game. We set your stadium on fire. So here's my question in light of our earlier conversation about um, violence and rioting. Um, Egyptians, do you support them rioting and setting stadiums on fire? No, obviously not. I mean, I think that's a silly reason to do it. But I know that's completely they're back in um, Tahir Square, though, and I support them doing that. Let's go to Kevin listening in Indy to WXNT. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live with the Anemi and Mark. I uh, wanted to give kudos to the uh, Quaker gentleman because throughout our history, one of the few organizations in this country that stood up for civil rights and uh, freedom is, has been the Quakers. They were the original religion that said that slavery was an evil and it was horrible. And yep. while all the, all the other religious organizations, organizations actually condoned it, and the Catholic Church, you know, under the Spanish government, actually, uh, that's how they made a lot of their money. They you know, they promoted the slavery and then the, would bring the slaves over and convert them to Christianity and the Indians as well. So they're one of the few. And so that gentleman, when he's talking about freedom, it's not just a lark. You know, most Quakers oh, yeah. are true true freedom and true true uh, civil rights individuals. It's true. Quakers uh, do have a real tendency to be pretty principled and willing to stand by what they believe in. However, these days, Mark, you've gotten into some discussions with some of the Quakers. Well, they don't all believe what I believe. That they don't really, uh, you know, value 
peace and uh, you know, they, don't, they don't have the same values, I think, as the Quakers of old. At least that's been my impression of what you've said about them. Yeah, I think that uh, you know Quakers of old often gave uh, other alternatives. For instance, they didn't believe in drinking, so they essentially created the um, – not created. They, they really pushed – Say drinking uh, soda pop, um, you know, they, you know, and they marketed these things. They brought things to market pl- um, to market. They created essentially what we have today um, as fixed pricing. Quaker at that time, you know, they they'd look at you and decide how much to charge you. But you know, Quakers said, you know, the the one price is fair for everybody, and um, you know, they're not respecters of person. So they you know they created so many things. Uh, you know, sort of uh, the modern family, the way that. Um, Women's roles, uh, you know, have uh, you know become much more equalized. These are all Quaker things. Kevin, well, I just the, want to reemphasize the point that slavery would have not flourished in the United States if religious organizations hadn't condoned it. If they would have all stood up and said this is an evil and it shouldn't take place, but every single church except the Quakers said, "Oh yeah, it's okay, no problem. They're, they're not really our equal, and we need their." You know, so how how right. is that possible if you even look at it from that from that view? It all comes down to well, who's going to pick the cotton? Um, you know, this this utilitarian argument of well, what are we going to do without them? And the fact is, you're going to figure something out without uh, controlling and owning people. Who? And you know why the people from the north uh, did not like slavery? It wasn't that they they didn't like the blacks either. They they hated them as much as the Southerners did. It was the fact that they were taking jobs away from them. From them, hmm. I just find that to be just incredible. Well, I don't know. If it's fair to say they hated this and that. And obviously, well, no, people did. are different. A lot of people are different, and they are different people. And some people in the North were would have been racist, and some would not. Have. But there were a lot of troubles. Uh, for and some people in the South were not racist either. So, the majority of people did not condone slavery in the North because. It took their jobs away. That's the only reason. I get what I get where you're coming from, Kevin. There was, right. you know, it was right. serious problem, and but thank again, goodness the Quakers were there. But again, it was that they thought the other end of the minorities were inferior to them. Thank you, Kevin, for that, the call that, tonight. That, I, I appreciate welcome. hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. That's the Sakel CAI toll free line. Unfortunately, the Quakers just aren't what they used to be, right, Mark? I mean, well, what happened? You know, I can't. But once again, now you just scolded him for making generalizations. No, and, but I mean, I mean, they're not they're not as popular. When I say that, I mean they're not as popular. Like there aren't as many of them, right? Like what happened? Um, there's a couple of things along the way. I think the first thing that really gave uh, the Quaker uh, religion a kick in the gut was the Revolutionary War. I mean, sort of in Western civilization, the most just war uh, that has been fought was fought when the pass this this pacifist religion was growing. And um, you know, there's plus uh, Quakers tend to, tended to deviate from first principles. And so, are you saying that then people, they got insular after that in the uh, 19th century? The people didn't want to join the Quakers because of the war. More coming up here. Eight five five four fifty three. Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Thank you. 
Texas Free Talk Live. Toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site there totally free. So enjoy those on us, freetalklive.com. And, by the way, features include our webcam. You can go watch, listen, and interact. The chat room built into the same page over at cam.freetalklive.com. And it's all free, of course. That's cam.freetalklive.com. So, of course, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Before we continue with the calls, I want to make sure I got the question answered. Uh, We got enough time to give you the well, to have Mark give the answer to the question about the Quakers. Uh, we were just talking about how they're just not as popular today as they once were in the past. And you said that you believe that has to do with a couple of factors, one of them being that Quakerism was on the rise at the same time about when the Revolutionary War happened. And so, therefore, you didn't really explain why that was hurting them. That You said they were pacifists. Was it that Americans were just, like, too warmongery? Well, and many Quakers want- left. Uh, you know, the, Actually, there's uh, the Free Quakers. You can look them up. They're Pennsylvania um, – excuse me. A Philadelphia meeting house that decided that uh, that particular war was okay, essentially, and fighting for you know fighting for that reason was okay. And you know, I mean, you can imagine how tough it must be for this uh, religion that was uh, you know really hitting its stride at about the time the Revolutionary War came along. You know, and it's got some other things and essentially a prohibition on, um, you know, drinking alcohol and, and things like that. prohibition. But I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's was frowned upon um, and, you know, this close community that would keep tabs on people and, and things like that. But I think that really it was the Revolutionary War that, uh, you know, took the wind out of the sails of the, the Quakers, because here was this the closest thing to a just war that had been seen up to that point, and I think even up to this point, in sort of Western civilization, and that it, you know, these, well, how can pacifists be right if, uh, you know, the, the this, I mean, if how can pacifists be right if, um, in fact, uh, you know, the, this, this just thing is happening? Imagine, the anti-war movement got a huge boost from World War I. But when World War II came along, here's this just war, essentially, and it gets, uh, you know, it gets it kicks it into the dirt. Hmm. So it never recovered. That's what you're saying from that. Well, I think that, uh, you know, it was it still had then they got sort of insular. They uh, they, they lost some uh, first principles. They weren't got, like doing outreach or something like that. Uh, no, Quakers don't seem like the outreach types. They, they certainly were very evangelical at the really? time. Um, but they, you know, they. <sighs> When somebody converts, they convert for the reasons uh, they convert. They get the ideas. They they internalize them. But when somebody's born into it, they don't know why they're pacifists. Mm-hmm. They're just pacifists. And so, you know, they, they, they lost first principles um, from that standpoint. And then uh, by the 19th century, they became very insular, almost like the Amish. Oh, um, you I know, see. So it's like, you know, you had to speak that way and you had to dress this right. way and all these, these kinds of things. And you had to say these and thous and all that stuff. When now, I mean, there may be there's a few dozen people that still um, Quakers that still wear plain dress and attempt to use the these and thous. And, you know, I talk to them. It's, it's fine. It's interesting. But, uh, you know, I can't imagine operating that way. I can't imagine trying to talk to people in my real life and attempt to communicate to them <laughs> that, um, you know, when I'm referring to Monday, when I say second day, I'm referring to Monday. Um, yeah, you know, it's just a little too obscure. Yeah, it's just it's just too weird. All right, let's go. Imagine to me trying to sell radio ads to people yeah. saying, "Yes, your ads will run from second day through sixth day." <laughs> um, at, you know, I mean, come on. <laughs> let's talk to Steve in Seattle. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Nemi and the Quaker. 
Hello, gentlemen and lady. I um, I guess last week you had a guy named Tim call in. He was very agitated about the drug issue, uh, and he was a pro-drug warrior and claimed that he was on the government side on the front line on the war on drugs. He didn't specify which agency uh, uh, during the years of Bush and then into the transition with Clinton. And one of the things he said was that uh, Clinton made made them stop going after the bad guys. Well, um, I, I you know, I don't know uh, if I've told you guys this in the past before, but I was in the Coast Guard during the last two years of Bush and the first four years of Clinton. Mm-hmm. And indeed, we were not told to stop going after the bad guys. And in fact, Clinton ramped up the war on drugs to more than double the level of uh, George W. or uh, George H.W. Bush. Uh, more people at the federal level were uh, arrested, tried, prosecuted, and imprisoned um, for drug crimes, twice as many people in the eight years mm-hmm. of Clinton than, than in the 12 years of Reagan and Bush. Yeah, it seemed preposterous, so the idea him. that you guys would have been ordered to stand down. So, unfortunately, you right. you participated in some of this, huh? Yeah, I was I was on the wrong side. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. you got to learn how you got to um, learn, I- right? Right. Well, and I was just a dumb electrician, so I wasn't really doing anything. I was an enabler more than you know. I see. So you weren't jumping on other people's. You weren't. You weren't jumping on other people's boats and ransacking them. Right. Exactly. But you were fixing the boats. You were fixing the boats um, that took those from which they jumped. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And in fact, I was actually offered to do that job because I was fairly physically fit, Mm -hmm. uh, and I turned them down. I just had no interest in kicking kicking heads. Um, but anyway, so I guess the bottom line is that your your man Tim is a liar, and Clinton was a massive drug warrior. Yep, no doubt about it. Thanks for clearing so clearing that up. That's all I Steve. wanted to say. Just- all right, man. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Eight five five four fifty free is the toll free number. Imagine how frustrating that is if you participated in this and saw it happen, and then uh, somebody calls in and makes uh, some statement to the contrary. So let's talk about press freedom. Nemi is here, and she is one of the folks behind the Shire Free Press, which is a, a brand new organization. It's still getting its uh, its feet wet up here in the Shire. And uh, you obviously have an interest in press freedom, but I would hope yes. a lot of people have an interest in press freedom because, well, without a free press, you don't really have any way of holding the government accountable and Today, well, it's really kind of questionable whether or not we even have a free press. Yeah, Reporters Without Borders issued its its annual report of uh, press freedom in countries around the world. And in their ratings for this year, the United States uh, fell 27 places wow. to number 47. 47. So if you'd it's like, a big fall. If you'd like to know the, the most free presses hmm. in, yeah. in the world, it's Finland, Norway, Estonia, the Netherlands. Estonia. I hear nothing but good things about uh, Estonia. Yeah, we've yeah. got Austria, Iceland, Luxembourg, Switzerland, Canada, Denmark. Mm, the top ten? Yeah. Very yeah. nice. And down at the bottom, I suppose I should tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. North, North Korea. North Korea is not at the bottom. Really? Uh, the, Sierra the, Leone? Uh, no, Eritrea. Oh, Eritrea. I, I, Where is that? I That's, don't uh, even know. Ethiopia. Yeah, oh, my. So, that was so what, we have, that Ethiopian war was over like in the 70s. Huh. So you have Yemen, Vietnam, Bahrain, China, Iran, Syria, Turkmenistan, North Korea, and so Eritrea. Wait, Ch- China is worse than North Korea is what? No, are you going China, up the list? I was going down. Okay, go go from like the bottom, the bottom of the list. Up. Okay, up. Eritrea is the worst. Yeah. Uh, North Korea. Okay, North Korea is second Tur- worst. Turkmenistan, Syria, Iran, China, Bahrain, Vietnam, Yemen, and 
uh, Sudan and Burma. And how many are on the list? Like 180 or so? 179. 179. Okay. So uh, the United States, not quite halfway down the list, but a solid quarter of the way down the list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the list. Yeah. So what the, what they say, um, this year's index sees many changes in the rankings that reflect a year that was incredibly rich in developments, especially in the Arab world. Um, this is the 10th annual Oppressed Freedom Index, and main, many media paid dearly this year for their coverage of democra- democratic aspirations or opposition movements. Control of news and information continued to tempt governments and be a question of survival for totalitarian and repressive regimes. Past year also highlighted the leading role played by netizens in producing and disseminating news. Now, the United States owes its fall of 27 places to number 47 to the arrests of journalists covering Occupy Wall Street. Um, and it's no surprise that the same, um, it, let's see, I, must, I lost my spot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you were talking about one. Yeah, never have journalists through their reporting vexed the enemies of freedom so much. Never have acts of censorship and physical attacks on journalists seem so numerous. The equation is simple. The absence or suppression of civil liberties leads necessarily to the suppression of media freedom. Dictatorships fear and ban information, especially when it may undermine them. No doubt about it. I'm more interested uh, in finding out who uh, who rose on the list. Does it give you any kind of like movers and shakers there? Like I do. I can do the, the noteworthy changes. We'll come back with that here in a moment. Eight five five four fifty free because jumping twenty seven places is a huge drop um, for the U S. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for you and your thoughts if you dial now. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number, and you can take control of these airwaves. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You will enjoy the features there. They're free. You don't have to pay for anything. But if you'd like, you can voluntarily support the show through our Free Talk Live AMP program. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. You can use any major credit card via PayPal, or you can use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. You get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum and podcast, and more. Get all the details, get signed up, and it helps Free Talk Live. That three bucks, we take it in, combine it together with other people's three bucks, and then use that money to market Free Talk Live and get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose more people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. Because we still have some semblance of press freedom here in this country, but it's not getting better, as Nemi is showing us, uh, according to Reporters Without Borders. Correct. Uh, it's an organization. Now, where is the website, by the way? Um, rsf.org. rsf.org is where you can this get is, this, this information. yearly report uh, that they put out analyzing press freedom in all of the countries around the world. Countries, of course, like North Korea, toward the bottom of the list of the 179 countries, and toward the top, Finland. 
uh, and Finland's uh, right at the top. A few others. Uh, in fact, Estonia was number three, if I mm-hmm. recall correctly. Yep. And of course, Estonia, a former Soviet state that has kind of been the shining star of uh, the former sh- uh, Soviet states. It's been the most market friendly uh, after the fact, after the breakup, and apparently the most uh, reporter friendly as well. So I think that uh, they really embrace the ideas of uh, freedom, you know, what they called capitalism, and, uh, you know, free markets, things like that. Certainly more so than the the rest of the uh, Soviets, former Soviet states, in the same way that I think that we'll see New Hampshire uh, be the Estonia of the West as uh, as more, hopefully, we get closer to seeing more states secede from the United States or the first batch of states seceding from the U.S. I believe that New Hampshire will be the rising star uh, there as well. So, uh, but let's get back to this list here real quick, uh, Nemi, and give us some of the, mover, the movers and shakers here because we know that the U.S. dropped dramatically on the list. You said 27 places. 27 places and it's to number 47. Seven, which means it would have been at what, number 20? 20, 20, 20 point drop, yep. Well, no, it was number 20, so it dropped 27 places, Correct. right? And so it was not doing well before. I mean, for the U.S., the supposed land of the free to be ranked at number 20 out of the rest of the world is already an embarrassment. And now it's 47. What are some of the countries like that are beating uh, the U.S. besides the, the top 10? Just a random pick of uh, what? New what Zealand. The, the, no, the, the, the most uh, fascist sounding country names that are above the yeah. United States. Germany. Germany, okay. Japan. Uh, the UK, Australia, Portugal. Wow, even the UK. Tanzania. Uh, Papua even New the Guinea. Redcoats have more freedom El than, Salvador than the US. It's number 37. El Salvador and Tanzania, folks. France, Spain, Hungary, yep. Ghana, Hungary, Botswana. Ghana. Yeah, Botswana. Interesting. Now United then. States. Press freedom not as good as Botswana. So who's had a big who's had a big jump? Who's a mover uh, and shaker in, the, in a positive direction? The, the noteworthy changes: South Sudan, a new nation facing many challenges, has entered the index in a respectable position at place 111th for what is a breakaway from one of the most from one of the worst ranked countries, Sudan, which is at 170. Burma has a slightly so South Sudan did secede from Sudan. I believe so. Yes. Okay. I thought I heard um, something about that. Right, it's been it's been a big year in in Africa. Uh, Burma is a slightly better position than in previous years as a result of political changes in recent months that have raised hopes that but need to be confirmed. Niger achieved the biggest rise in a single year, seventy five places. Wow, that's huge! Thanks to a successful political transition, Africa saw the biggest falls in the index too. Little dis, uh, discreet little dictatorship in the Horn of Africa fell forty nine places to one hundred and fifty ninth. Malawi. What was that? Uh, that's Dij- uh, Djibouti. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna D J I B U T I or something like that. B O U T I. Malawi uh, was is in 146. That fell 67 places because of the totalitarian tendencies of its president. Uganda fell 43 places to 139th, and the Ivory Coast fell 41 places to 159th hmm. because the media were badly hit by the fighting between the supporters of two rival presidents. So uh-huh. Canada whooping the U.S. on uh, the list. What about Mexico? Where's Mexico ranked? Hmm. Do you, uh, if you can find that one, I realize you're looking through 179 uh, names there. Just culling through them, attempting to find but, one word. Uh, Control F, 149. Okay, so they're Mexico. not doing so, so hot down there, apparently. Canada doing very, very well. The top 10. Canada was yep. there, right? Yep. And then the U.S. at number 47. What, what more do you need to say? I, sad. I, yeah, I don't, I just don't it's know. Sad. I mean, 
I, I don't hear people saying the, the, the phrase, well, it's a free country, nearly as much as I did when they I was a They shouldn't. Because it's, it's not. not. Not even close. And we were talking about this earlier where we've been this was, threatened. Uh, in the, we've been threatened in the last week for recording video. This is in the America where the president promised transparency. <laughs> well. <laughs> Once he got in. All right. So yeah. in other news, toilet texting is on the rise, according to the Washington, excuse me, WTOP.com, <laughs> which is a, a, the biggest billing radio station in all of the country. It's an all new station in Washington, D.C. With today's smartphones, more people are taking their work and personal lives wherever they go, even on the toilet. A new study of mobile phone habits shows 75 percent of people have texted, emailed, used apps or surfed the web while nature Ugh, calls. That is so revolting. I'm Why? So, it's disgusting. You've never done this? No. You don't have a smartphone, do you? I What? Yeah, you do. Okay. We've met. You've, you've never. <laughs> I am wired to the world. But you have you never know, used it on the toilet? No. Never once? No. Oh, man. The only reason I wouldn't be using my phone on the toilet is if I'm reading The Onion. If I don't have The Onion <sighs> to read, I will be, because I have a physical paper copy of The Onion at the LRN.FM yeah. studio. It does sit right by the toilet, toilet. I saw it uh, today. It, it does. Uh, me, personally, I, I'm not a... a oh God, I'm such a germ freak. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. They don't I, just float up, you know, and I, get on the phone. <laughs> well, right, but I I don't know. I hand washing is important. I agree. They're like not spreading germs is hand important. Hand washing is and, very. And you know important. what? I don't think taking a telephone into the the bathroom is appropriate behavior. It's not stuff. It's not something I do. I don't know if the uh, the germ part uh, fits into that. I, 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 you know, it's fine for me that you can have whatever uh, little little personal uh, mores and pet peeves uh, that you'd like. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And now, now that you guys are saying you do this, I don't want to text either of you ever again. Why? <laughs> It's just gross. Everyone does this apparently, or, or close to it. Everybody but no me. Seventy. You are one out of four that doesn't do it. And when you break down the, the age, and the other range, people are just not telling the truth. When you break down, well, the when you break down the age range, she a liar. Age twenty-eight through thirty-five. More than ninety percent of people will return a call or text while sitting on the toilet. So the people that you would ah—that's between twenty-eight and thirty-five. Now I'd like to see a, another demographic breakdown because I can tell you whenever I see someone under the age of twenty-five, they're on their phone. So I can't imagine that. Yeah, uh, that they've got some kind of prohibition, um, right. personal prohibition for for not using it on the toilet. Right. Look at twelve to eighteen, and I bet you'll see quite a bit of toilet texting as well. Oh, toilet texting. Good God, that's, that's what they're calling it. Just makes it. The, your phone the most disgusting piece of. Ah, the, well, what did I hear the other day that now there's a there's a hotel chain. I heard this on the radio news that somewhere that a hotel chain has instituted a, a some sort of a I guess a receiver in their hotel rooms that will allow you to use your mobile phones infrared or something like that. I guess some phones have this uh, where you'll be able to control the television in the hotel room because some study showed that the most germy place in a hotel room is actually the hotel room remote control. Yucky. That doesn't surprise us. Exactly. Because, ah, oh, it's. You... But if it's your phone, it's your phone. It's not like there's other people's germs on it. You're not, you know, I mean, as long as you don't drop it in the toilet, Kablook. it'll be all right. It's not going to be all right if you do that. I have had a phone survive uh, a toilet drop before, but it wasn't a smartphone. <laughs> it was back in the That's old days when gross. phones were black and white. So, what was in the so toilet at the time right besides now. the phone? Urine. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Nimmy would appreciate that. Oh, God. Just reached right in there and got it, didn't yep, you? Yep, I snatched that sucker right out.
<laughs> rinsed it off. I rinsed it off, and then I got myself a Torx uh, screwdriver and took that pu- puppy apart. That is revolting. Dried, dried it out That's overnight. Re- <laughs> you're you're doing this intentionally. To I'm get telling you, it it worked. Oh. That phone worked after I tried that thing out. This is the most disgusting thing I probably ever I rinsed ever it off. In my life. <laughs> you, with what? Did you rinse with it? running water? Oh. <laughs> what else could you do at that point? It'd been submerged. Oh anyway, my gosh. We will, I can't be alone in finding this absolutely revolting. Uh, other study information Android, Android users are the most likely to be multitasking. Person making a call is most likely using a Blackberry. And chances are a person on Facebook is using or using an app is using an iPhone. Why? I don't know. But there you go. Please don't do it. It's disgusting. You <laughs> <laughs> <Please> stop. <laughs> You are going to have to convince a lot of people oh to stop gosh. doing that. I think it's great. It turns uh, toilet time into more productive it's time. productive time. <laughs> a little. I don't know if you can call being on Facebook productive, but it's, you do a little bit more. See you tomorrow night. Americans are losing their wealth. People are rioting in the streets. For years, the American people have ignored the assaults on our liberty. The book in plain sight, The Disregarded Truth, not only reveals the truth and the deceptive tactics that have caused the decline of our liberty, but also identifies and explains how we, the American people, can restart what was once a free America. It's time to wake up, protect our liberty, and return the government back to its proper role. It's time to know the truth. Order in plain sight. The disregarded truth today at Amazon.com.